Chosen Mamas. Welcome to season two of the Chosen Mamas podcast. We are so excited to dive into some really amazing topics over this next semester. Please join us, sit down with a cup of coffee or tea, and just be invited in to share in fellowship with us as Christian moms. mamas and happy wednesday this is our final segment on bible reading for season two and we are just going to be having a little mini episode where we address a couple issues a couple topics and then um yeah we we end this discussion that's been so helpful for us and hopefully helpful for you in your bible reading journey Um, To start with, I just really was hoping we could discuss maybe a practical example of why digging in the Bible, like why going to all this work is fruitful at a practical level. Because I think for some of us, it can feel like we're doing a lot of work to understand the original language, the original context, and we're not sure what we might be getting out of it. So Rachel, did you have an example you could share with us? I was listening to a Bible scholar speak and they were talking about the verse in Luke where it said, you know, a virgin, you know, well, talking about Mary, I don't, can't remember the exact specific verse right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny that we're talking about Bible scholarship. <laughs> but when it talks about the translation virgin, certain um, translations had translated that maid. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at that original, you can say, oh yeah, maid in olden times probably did mean a virgin. They would call her a maiden. Mm-hmm. But in modern English, maid can just mean like a girl. So you can see how if you're not looking at that original text and seeing what did they actually mean, they meant virgin. It really changes the significance of that gospel story because we're talking a virgin, somebody who the Holy Spirit came upon. This was a miraculous thing. And if we don't understand that, oh wait, this text is originally meaning virgin, literally someone who's never been with a man, Mm -hmm. not just a young woman. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's helpful to think about that as we go through our translations and realize that's why it's so important to know where it's coming from, use really reliable sources who have used great Bible scholarship Mm -hmm. to get to where they've gotten, and they're not using it to put in their own meaning. Yeah, I thank you actually for bringing that up. I actually recently talked to someone about that exact passage because I got super uh, stumbled up, I guess you could say, about hearing, oh no, the original word isn't their direct equivalent for virgin, like you said, but then digging a little deeper, it's like, yes, this did imply someone who had not had sex yet. And you know, maybe some people think, okay, this doesn't really impact my faith. But for me, I have been at a place where I want to know how, how can I trust the Bible? I trust the Bible, but in what way can I trust the Bible? Can I trust the Bible scientifically, historically? You know, is it, is it merely figurative? Is it, um, how, how do I interact with it? You know, and I think looking at things like this really helps solidify what we trust about the Bible and how we look at it as an authority and as a guide to life. And I think as our society gets further and further from like its Judeo-Christian roots, we're going to see more attacks on the Bible. We're going to see those people coming back and saying, wait a sec, you lied. Right. You always say it's a virgin, but I just read maid. Yes. And so I think we have to be aware that 
we're not falling back on that yeah. where everybody's coming from a similar perspective. Yeah. We have people that are skeptical and we're going to have to make sure that what we're presenting is solid and mm-hmm. that it's above reproach, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that we're going to have to explain to them, like, why is the Bible trustworthy? Mm-hmm. You know, why can we fall back on this? And mm-hmm. I, I think that's scary, but also exciting that we have to dig in deeper and really know what we're believe, what we're teaching and believing mm-hmm. and know that we're standing on actual truth, not just what society puts forth as truth. Yeah, and not even just society. I think... Christian culture too because there's a lot of things that I think the western church has taught us about the faith and about what the bible says that aren't necessarily maybe what the bible is actually saying and so before we we close out this episode I just wanted to leave us with a couple ideas and they are to make the distinction between interpretation and application so oftentimes when we read the bible or when we're in bible study you hear the question, what does this mean to you? What does this passage mean to you? And that's not a question that's like wrong in and of itself, but sometimes that question is premature because that question is what we call the application. What does this mean to your life? How is this going to affect your life? But before we get to application, we have to do interpretation, which is trying to figure out what this passage meant to the original audience, what was the writer of this passage trying to convey to the people he knew would be reading it? And so I think just having that perspective in mind has kind of changed how I approach the Bible and it's been helpful to really think about that first because sometimes the application isn't the same as if I just read the Bible and jump straight to applying it to my life. A good example of this lately has been people using verses to talk about our current state of affairs in the world and bringing it back to pronouncements God brought on the um, people of Israel in the Old Testament or maybe using verses from Revelation to say, look, God is judging us. This is um, a sign of X, Y, Z. And often the people who are quoting those things are not looking at the interpretation first. They're just applying it to life now because it speaks about something that seems to line up with what we're going through. But a lot of those verses that are quoted have been completed. They've been fulfilled. God had that judgment for a specific people in space and time and so we have to be careful applying that to now and we have to be careful when people use verses and apply it to our current situation because we can't miss that crucial step of thoughtful historical interpretation thank you mamas for joining us on this ride of exploring what it means to better connect with god through bible reading It's definitely been kind of a fury of ideas and lots of information and lots of discussion, but through it all, we just hope that you're encouraged that there is always a way to connect to God and it's at our fingertips. It's it's waiting to be opened and it's our Bibles. So we hope that you are able to find some time today to meet with him in the word.